Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 20-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most of the places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word on the street via social media, five-star rating and review, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Nancy Griffith. Live well, sing out, sing aloud, and sing often. And God bless the child that's got a song. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 317. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler, Zombroda, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Excited to take off to Wisconsin Northwoods for the annual deer hunt, where I just visit friends and family. But it's going to be kind of weird without my old man around. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday played at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota. Come back soon, TK. Thursday played at Beedale Club in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota. Fedora Dave on Kansas City brought down the house. Friday played at Volstead House in Egan, Minnesota. Good to talk tats with Brian and Parker. Saturday played at Eagle Lounge at Fox Creek, Wisconsin. Packed house with a birthday. Couldn't hang for the DJ Gino show because of the awful winter roads. Sunday played at Washington Square in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Good to hang with Twin Cities music connoisseur Dave. Shows. Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, I'll be playing at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota from 7 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, November 18th, I'll be playing at Volstead House in Egan, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Friday, November 19th, I'll be playing at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 5 to 8 p.m. It's part one of three with Minnesota singer-songwriter Courtney Yesmine. We talk fashion, John Prine's Speed of the Sound and Loneliness, her new album Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Yasmine. You Did got I say it. it. Yasmine. Yes, you got it, Mark. All right. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Mark Sterry. Mark Sterry. <laughs> yep. That's a tricky one, too. I always see starry, whatever, but yeah, it's Sterry. Okay. Got and, it. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank Great you. to have you on Thank here. Thank you very much. Uh, Courtney and I are enjoying uh, some Coorsies at. Coorsies. At the beautiful Beedale Club here in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota. Awesome. And is this your first time being here? It's my first time being here, specifically here, yes. Yes. I've spent a lot of time in this area throughout my life, but 
This is the first time I've been to the beautiful B-Dale Club. Yes, a proud sponsor of the podcast. At least I'm not sure. The, a board meeting just got done from upstairs. They might have canceled it for all I know. But but for right now, as far as I know, they're still a sponsor of the podcast. Proud sponsor. Pretty fun. <laughs> yes. And uh, you said you used to work at Rosedale? Rosedale. Rosedale. I worked in the children's shoe department at Dayton's. When I was in college, and um, they called me the Mussolini of children's shoes because I was mean to the little kids, and I would just be like, take off your sock, put on your sock, put on the shoe, take off the shoe. And they, so they called me the Mussolini of children's shoes. Oh, my so that gosh. So didn't, that didn't end up being my career, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeepers. You don't do kids' shoe selling on the side at all? No, no. It's I like little kids a lot. I have... I have children of my own who are grown up now, um, but but taking little kids' shoes on and off in Roseville is not the most fun thing in the world. No, and you were like college age. You're saying, yeah, it was. I to go to get through college. I did you know whatever kind of jobs. Actually, we can talk about that again because right now I'm doing a a job that's kind of an any kind of job. Really, to get by. Um, you and I were both saying that we've done music 100% um, for years. And I've been very psyched on that. I've been very happy with that, very proud of that. But this fall, I just don't, I don't feel like I could take my band or go out solo and be really confident to go on tour that, that there'd be a good enough turnout. I just not... I'm just not sure, you know. I think nobody's sure. So a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to host at his restaurant. And I was like, no, I've never really worked in restaurants very much. I don't want to do it. And he was like, "You, your clothes, the way you dress, like you'd fit right in. You don't have to wear anything. And I was like, oh, I don't have to wear any different clothes. I can wear my clothes because I like clothes a lot. And I like wearing like my stuff. And he was like, yeah, just show up looking like you look. And we're all going to love it. And so I've been doing it, and I really enjoy it. And people sometimes say now, like, oh, we had to come back just to see what you were going to wear the next time. So it's been very fun. <laughs> really? Do you want to reveal what restaurant this is? Yeah, I, I will, because I think everybody should come and say hi to me. It's the it's called Jefe, J-E-F-E, Urban Cocina on St. Anthony, Maine, on the old cobblestone street down by the river. Wow. Right in downtown, but on... You know, across the river from downtown Minneapolis, okay, on St. Anthony Main, and it's, um, it's like Mexican street food and wonderful Mexican style cocktails, and I mean, I don't know why I'm like pushing it, but it is very fun to come see me there. Like my fans have been coming to see me there, and it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever host like a music thing there, like an open mic thing or a songwriter night there? Well, that's a really good idea. The The only thing I would say about that is that the, the same guy, the way I know the owner, is that he owns and runs the Aster okay. Cafe, which is where a lot of people do play music. A lot, right? Like everybody plays music there already. So I don't know that he wants to add music at Hefe. And actually, in a way, what's weirdly fun for me is that I thought that I really wouldn't have fun interacting with the public without my guitar. Like, I just didn't know how that was going to feel. And it's actually a blast. And it's so weird that people always end up saying to me, mostly because of the way I dress, they end up saying, wait, so are you like 
is there some story behind this? Like, do you do something else? Like, are you an artist or something? And then I, I say I'm a musician. And I swear I get, like, as many followers on social media by working just standing there at the host stand as I do playing a show. It's, wow. It's really fun. What is your secret or what is your style to to dressing because like yeah. like like being a performing artist or musician yeah. you have to you have a certain look or look a certain way right i've chose i kind of switch every year like my kind of look like yeah. for a year i did all old pro wrestling t-shirts <laughs> um i gave okay. that up now i'm doing mostly different colored v-neck shirts and a new hat and khakis okay you look good tonight you look good thank you that's yeah. my look for this season okay okay <laughs> okay um, well i'm, what, I'm what's wearing, your what's your secrets right now i'm wearing my like off-duty kind of stuff which is more like a little bit punk rock because i loved i lived in new york city for like five years doing my music career and I really got inspired by being a little more and some of the records that I made during that time I've made eight records and a couple of them one called wake me up when it's over and one called red letter day those are more rock and so I got into kind of a rock vibe for a while so I would say that my thing about clothes is like genre related like the new album that I just put out um, is Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams. So when I when I play and when I work at the kind of Spanish Mexican restaurant, I've been really into wearing like kind of cowgirly, kind of Bob Dylan-y stuff, you okay. know, hat with a feather in it, and a little not hippie-ish. I wouldn't say. I would say more like, uh, like romantic. Wanderer on the prairie or Bohemian. something, yeah. Like, but like out on the out in the open spaces, you know. That's my that's my thing right now. Had a post show winter test this last Saturday, battling the white knuckle winter drive back roads in Wisconsin. And hell yes, I got home safe and sound in my black Jeep Cherokee get from ID Chrysler. With 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for that poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler. And the staff has been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at ZombrotaCDJR.com or take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Zombrota, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler's Umbrella today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. Who would be fashion icons, musical fashion icons to you? Well, I just saw well, Truth or Dare and Madonna on the on the cable the other day. Yes. She was nuts. But the, is she, she does it all, man. She's done she's done every style thing you could possibly do. But I guess I would say it's like somewhere between like Miranda Lambert and like Rita Coolidge, who used to Ooh. wear like all this turquoise jewelry and stuff with Chris Christopherson. Like the kind of like Waylon and Willie and the boys, like Jesse Coulter, you know, those kind of people. I, I really 
I totally get into those kind of clothes. So, like, the clothes that, like, I, I, I mean, my clothes, I don't necessarily buy them from a thrift shop, but they... They look like you've been out traveling. You know what I mean? Okay. You don't look like you're like slicked up like Nashville rhinestones. That's not my that's not really my vibe. Yeah. That's not my pocketbook either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's that's expensive. But yeah. um are you are you staying in your style now or are you always on an evolutionary fashion journey like with your music I'm like I'm always who- changing it like the album I did right before this one was Songs from the Open Road, and that's all cover tunes except my one song, Married to Bob. And that album, like the clothes I wore for that album, was like a Bob Dylan t-shirt, like a real old Bob Dylan t-shirt and cutoffs and fishnets and fry boots and that fur cape that I'm wearing like on the cover, or on the back cover maybe is with a fur cape. I don't know. I yeah, that was like a thing. That whatever that was, that was that. But the new album is more cowgirly. Cool, so cool. I <laughs> see. The thing is, so I, I the albums know. I studied years. So like, I was listening to your newest record, Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams, and the one I get hooked up when I, like I was helping babysit my dad's twenty-two-year-old cat last night. Oh man. Okay. He recently passed away and has a 22-year-old cat that's still alive. And so Aww. I try to go home once a week and help out with a variety of things. Aww. But I sit on, on the couch with this cat and my dog, and I study the upcoming podcast guests. Okay, and I thought cool. your 2013 record, the rock and roll one you were talking about, was awesome, especially this song, Wake Me Up When It's Over. I absolutely love the ah, title track off that. Thank so I'll definitely have to ask you about that. But what's funny is I'm into a band called Alabama 3. Okay. And they, you would know them by the theme song of the TV show Sopranos. Oh. Woke up this morning, got myself a gun. Anyway, so one of their my favorite songs there is I play it all the time or just listen to it all the time okay, cool. is Speed of the Sound of Loneliness. And I had no idea it was a cover. And here you covered it too. Oh, and Isn't you didn't it John know it was Prime? John Prime. I had no idea. Oh, that's so cool. That's great. That's a great connection. You come home late and you come home early. Come on, big, when you're feeling small. You come on straight. Well, that the way I first heard that song, "Speed of the Sound of Loneliness," is a there's a um, a YouTube video that you can look up. That's John Prine, who wrote the song, singing it as a duet with Nancy Griffith, and both of those people. God bless their souls. Both of those people died in the past year during this whole p- pandemic. I don't know exactly what their circumstances were of either one of them. Um, but I know that John Prine's were like COVID related. Um, but, but Nancy Griffiths was, was ill for a very long time. But anyway, that speed of the sound of loneliness, I've, I didn't know that both of those people were going to pass away and I've been covering their songs for years and it's it's been I'll just like shift into that for a second and say Nancy Griffith um I I've 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 like said her name and played a song of hers in almost every concert in Europe all over America and I just always respected her as much as a songwriter but when she died just a few months ago I found out to my shock that she was only seven years older than me and I had it in my head that she was like long retired or something you know but when I've been out for like 15 years touring 
I've been singing these songs of like certain artists and I haven't really realized how I'm I'm helping like carry the torch for them too, you know. I I didn't really realize that. Now I'm I'm more respectful of it than ever. Outstanding. What would be a Nancy Griffith staple song of yours? Well, I feel like people love it when anybody maybe sings her song Trouble in the Fields. That's a song that talks about um, you be the mule, I'll be the plow, um, and we'll try to make it through somehow kind of a thing where like they're losing the family farm and there's no money. And she says we have to sell the John Deere tractor. But then she says you be the mule and I'll be the plow. And somehow they're going to stay together and make it work. And I I do think that song is like very... Like heavy, like heavy and, and profound because it's, it's really just about people staying together and making their relationships work, which I haven't been the greatest at in my life, I will say. I've been more like, okay, I am over this. I'm out of here. That's been like my MO. And, uh, and that song like is very sentimental to me because it's like, oh, I love, it. I love the people who stay together and make it work. I love that. And I really do. Very cool. What is your go-to John Prine songs? Okay, so Speed of the Sound of Loneliness, honestly, is the one that I do because I know it so well. And it, it reminds me of John Prine, and it reminds me of my brother who died a couple years ago under sad circumstances. My brother had had trouble with mental illness, and he'd been like a wild man, a very like wandering soul. And he died homeless, and it was really... Uh, it was really tragic because we didn't know where he was for a long time and then we got a call that he had died um, it was just really bad and so that song Speed of the Sound of Loneliness you come home late and you come home early you come home big when you're feeling small you come home straight and you come home curly sometimes you don't come home at all Alabama 3 adds a couple swear words in there okay I just I've had a very long day of dog work, and I just got back from working at the Union Gospel Mission Holdness Shelter with my dog. I work there every Tuesday. Oh, that's so great. And that's just thinking of those people that are down there and then putting that song to it. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The people who called my mother. Out there running just to be on the run. Right? Wow. Out there running just to be on the run. Um, The people who called my mother, it was a hospice center for indigent people in California, and they called my mom and said that they tried to identify that it was her son. And they said that he asked that no one be notified until after he was dead. And so he had died the day before. So, you know, wow. what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? It's just it's just hard. Life can be really hard. I agree. Yeah. And uh, jeepers. And, and the songs... The songs see you through. The songs really do. I mean, I can attest that I've, I know I've seen other people through with songs of mine. I've, I've helped other people. They'll come to me and they'll say that song of yours. I played it like 50 times the night that, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend or whatever. You know what I mean? 
and I've done that with people's songs. You know, songs can really see you through. Yeah. Do you like doing cover songs? Um, yeah, but only the ones I like. Like if people come up yeah. to me and the, you know, I play solo. You were saying you play solo now mostly. Yeah. And I do too. Although I do, I have some really special band concerts um, around the Twin Cities right now going on. But in general, I play solo a lot. And I, when people come up and like just say like, can you play Patsy Cline? I just can't because I don't really I don't have any Patsy Cline stuff memorized. And I just so I'm not a jukebox at all. I'm not that guy. But when I really love a song and probably it's a song that has meant something to me that I sat and played it 50 times more than once, you know, more more than one night. It got me through. Then that song, I know it by heart. I know how to play it on the guitar and then I play it, you know. Yeah. I'm very and then I don't care who too. wrote it. I, you know, I don't care if I wrote it or if somebody else wrote it. I just like this song is the shit. You know. Yeah, it's your interpretation of that, and I totally agree. I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of Counter Road B. And Dale's motto is, a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the truth. little piece of advice, don't take dance lessons from Chu Chow Lee after he's had a few shots of Doctor. Rob, Emily, Natalie, Shell, the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. As of late, my libation, of course, is their classic Greyhound cocktail. And they are, to quote, 16-time world champion Ric Flair, tasty little devils. Live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo, botchable tournaments, and much, 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 much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Yeah, yeah, totally cool. Well, you so- know what else? I, I've just played at the Turf Club last, what I don't know what night it was, last week. And when I and I did bring my three of my guys, so we had a four-piece band, and we were talking about how one of the Bob Dylan songs that I cover, I don't play it the the quote-unquote right way, um, and I don't care. I don't what song care is at it? all. It's the one called "Big Girl Now." It's a really beautiful song. I don't even know what album it's from. It's probably from like. Tang- the one that has tangled up in blue on was that blood on the track it's probably yeah. from that but i really honestly i don't know i don't know what album it's from but it's called big girl now and it like suits my vibe really great But like someone was saying to me, like you don't play the right passing chord, you know, or whatever. There's something I do wrong. I do not care at all. I couldn't care less. I mean, that's not the point for me. I was told by one of the people that taught me how to play guitar when I was a young kid. If you like, he had a cover band, and he's like, if you get it like fifty percent right or eighty, good enough. <laughs> and for me, I don't play anything normal. I I I just try to loop as much stuff as I can. So cool. I skip bridges. I skip verses. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you do know, what it's you my, want. this is my interpretation of this song. Like it's yeah. it's it's artwork to me, a performance art. You know, so awesome. so whatever. And my get out if they if they're like, can you play Brown Eyed Girl? Can you play uh, Sweet Caroline or something? I'll just say, I never heard that one. <laughs> I don't know how that one even goes, man. I don't even know how I'll learn it goes. that one for next time. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's how I get out of that. Right. I actually I do actually say that to people too. 
I know that I have actually looked people right in the face and said, okay, just tell me what one you want me to play. Oh, I know what it is. It's because they asked me to play songs of mine that I can't remember. Oh, I get that. And I'll just say, I'll just say, you know what? Just tell me what one it is. And I swear to God, I'll, I'll learn it for next time. And I, I, I think most of the time I don't. Because if, if I don't remember it, it means that that song didn't stick with me, even though I wrote it. It didn't stick with me. So, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to play it anymore, you know. Interesting you're saying that, too, because I'm actually, I do a ton of covers. I'm more interested, actually, in learning covers mm -hmm. than even playing. I have nine albums out, too, and it's mm -hmm. like, I don't play much of the stuff because I'm kind of over it. And I'm like, I, I view music as like this lifelong journey. And I want to expand my references and get better at playing guitar, learn some cool chords, different singing stuff, whatever. And I like to bring, learn a big chunk of songs and then write some songs that are kind of in that vein. Um, That's cool. That's So when it go. comes to like my stuff from like 2003, yeah. you know, I was a freaking kid. Yeah. You know, I was in right out of whatever it was. And I was like... I. Lyrics still make sense to me. I was a freaking egomaniac. Like, I just don't even <laughs> like really who I even was back then. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of reviewing it. Yeah, right. Well, I think that happens. I mean, I I've, I know because I, I know a lot about Bob Dylan because I have, um, I have had like people in my life who knew Bob Dylan or know a lot about Bob Dylan. So I've ended up knowing a lot about Bob Dylan from them. Um, but I, one thing I know is that it, it must be hard to be Bob Dylan and have to play a song like, I, I cover his song, The Times They Are a Changin', and that's a really great song. But he wrote that when he was 19, and he's 80 now. And I think, honestly, he probably respects his original songs from when he was younger. I, I'm, this is totally me just, like, projecting. I'm guessing he respects his, his songs more than ever right now hmm. at 80 i think he actually because i think he's playing more of his older songs now so we, you you could get to that point too where you would start to be like oh my god i wrote this and i was only like you know whatever 19 years old and and now i i really feel good about it and i am i'm starting to do that a little bit when people will say oh i love your song whatever and there are a few of them where i'm like oh Oh, Courtney was so, whatever, so innocent then. Or else I'll think of it like that. Like she's almost like a separate person. Like it's not even me because it was so long ago. I've had a few of those. During COVID, I did a, I did a lot of online kind of gimmick shows, you know, on Facebook. That's cool. And so people I did wanted stuff me, like that. Yeah, so they wanted me to do like an original one. So I did a whole show of just original songs. And when I was going through some of my stuff, I, I did have a few of those. Where I was like when I wrote them when I was super young, I'm like, how did I stumble across that? I'm like, it came across like I was going to cover somebody else's song. I'm like, God, I should learn that one. Ah, it's How really the hell good. did I do that? Yeah. So did you do a whole show of originals? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's really yeah. great. And uh, yeah, I thought it went good. People seemed to like it. And I yeah. incorporated some of the old ones into, into the uh, uh, the shows now. And, and good. so many records that just, but yeah, so it, it's pretty funny rediscovering your stuff perform. Yeah. yeah. But as you're talking, so like I was listening to your new record and one of my favorite songs off there, which I did mention when I was emailing you, was the song 60 Years. Yeah. And how I described it was rockin' storyteller Dylan-ish. Okay. So, so, so anyway, so yeah, I can definitely hear the, the Bob the Dylan influence. influence with you. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yes. That song, 60 Years. So I turned 60 in February of this year. What? Yes, I did. 
yes, I am. And people never believe me, but that's great. That's, you know, that just attests to um, the life I've lived. I've lived a life about about music, and I'm, I'm happy, you know. So I'm, I think that keeps me young. But anyway, I wrote that song because it was... I was turning 60 and I was like, I was like throwing down hard about like nobody, nobody gets to tell me anything anymore, man. I'm turning 60. I get to do whatever I want. I get to be whoever I want. I get to say whatever I want. And that's what that song is about. And I, I actually, I had written it that morning and I came downstairs and two of my, my loved ones were downstairs rob the producer who i work with who's also the man i live with and my youngest child my son who's 25 came downstairs and i was like you guys i wrote a new song and the two men you know the young man the older man they were like looking at me like oh god here she goes and they're like oh yeah and i'm like yeah can i play it for you and they they look scared whenever i say like can i play it for you and they're like okay yeah and so i like just like just crashed through that song 60 years and they there's a part in the song where it says don't look so afraid you know and in the middle of the song and I thought honestly I thought they did look afraid they I think they felt like she's gone off the deep end finally she's finally like completely lost it but I love that song and it's super fun to play it's super fun to play like when I finish playing that I feel like I'm like gonna run around in circles with my fists up in the air you know screaming for like a half an hour I love for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler, Zombrona, and the B-Dell Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging at iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music swear. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life for short, go have some fun. Till next time. Not sure how to break this to you, but he's never gonna change. It's now.